You're listening to Around Comics, episode 93. Chicago, this is Around Comics, a roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Brian Salazar. Our regular host, Chris Neesman, is off for this week. He's on He's, honeymoon. He is on his honeymoon. <laughs> and I'll be filling in. With me, as always, is the man behind the magic, the funniest man in podcasting, Tom Caters. Whoa, when did we add that? I, ju- I did. Like, <laughs> it's sort of like very high billing. Well, you're the funniest accountant in podcast. <laughs> That's for I, sure. Absolutely no. There's a there's a there's That's a show called the Countcast. Yeah. Is uh, really? No. One. I don't know. One. I have a side oh, podcast. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, and joining us as always, the uh, the man of a dozen voices, including the voice of Word Balloon. I have more than a dozen. John Suntrix. You dropped a couple thousand since the last podcast. <laughs> yeah, whatever, Horton. Once upon a time, there were three little baths. Remember, remember Fractured Fairy Tales? Yeah, well, that's one. All right. Well, there you Fa- go. All right, Father Patrick. Let it go. <laughs> All right. You have Gay uh, Also, Also, this... Uh, gay Waiter. <laughs> Good God. Like Gay uh, Priest. Also joining us this week is comics veteran, man behind... So survivor. Every survivor. time you say veteran, I just I start wheezing over here. <laughs> I like when he gets oh, the man behind because then he becomes Chris Farley. And it's like uh, I'm just aging. Well Plastic oh, man. Comic survivor. Spl- I always want to say Splash Bardigan. I don't know why. Bradigan. Brad- Splash Bardigan. That's fine. Um, Hillary Barda is here. Mike Norton's still hanging around. And, <laughs> and the omnipresent <laughs> th- stunt double hovering. for Josh Brolin in the Quentin Tarantino Robert Rodriguez film Grindhouse. <laughs> Podcasting zone, Mike Norton. He gets to sit on a stool taller than he, everyone and lord over everyone. He already is taller than everybody. He's a giant man. Right. How's it going, Mike? All right. <laughs> All right. You, you can't hear him because he's choking on his shake. <laughs> yeah, he's drinking his McDonald's shake. I'm, I'm sure that shake in quotation uh, I'm sure everybody's already shake. sorry uh, that Chris isn't here, but he is on his honeymoon with his lovely bride, Marta, in Turks and Caicos. But he hasn't. He, he, he's already been on the board a few times. He called me once. I couldn't understand a word he was saying. There's a huge echo and delay. And uh, he's emailed me at least what four times. What do you times. think happens at the end of the next issue of Daredevil? <laughs> Dude, you're on your honeymoon. I've been thinking a lot. Poor Marta. I hope you had a nice time, Marta. Uh, I wonder to, how many he has statues to come up for air now and then. You know, come on. <laughs> I wonder how many statues he's going to come back with. I found some sweet bootleg <laughs> exactly. Marvel statues. Exactly. Like the only comic book store in the island or whatever. In the Caribbean. In the Caribbean. I like that. All right. Well, this episode is presented by Borders. Your heart pounds, your palms sweat, the tension is nearly unbearable. And then you spot it, the graphic novel you've been searching for everywhere, right here in your local Borders. Borders has thousands of manga and graphic novels. In fact, you'll find everything that you are looking for and discover unexpected new authors and series simply by visiting Borders. Click on the Borders banner at the Round Comics website for a 20% off coupon. Check Borders first. Find a store near you at borders, borderstores.com or use the Borderstores locator at aroundcomics.com. 
And thank you to Borders. Uh, Around Comics is recorded every Friday at 7 o'clock at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles. (laughs) The greatest lie in comics. Located at... (laughs) 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by. We would love to meet you. When you're here, remember to ask about Dark Tower's Dark Towers full list membership. It's one of the best you'll find anywhere. Dark Tower has a great selection of mainstream comics, indie comics, and trades, as well as statues and action figures. Come to Dark Tower for all your comic and collectible needs. If you don't keep it down, Hillary, I'm going to tighten up your cuffs. Get your list, <laughs> get your list pulled at Dark Tower <laughs> this week. Wink, wow, wink. I think we got a new character for Mark for a mascot and stuff like that. I like that. Dirty old comic artist. Dirty old dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing draws in the That's young like crowd. Natural. That's like a variation of Mr. Natural. I like Nothing that. draws in young people like a dirty old mascot. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, <laughs> Me and the horny manatee can get it on. Besides being an eclectic mix of just uh, silliness, this episode is our weekly news and review show. Uh, with that, let's uh, let's go ahead and move over to the news desk. As <laughs> let's <laughs> begin the war of attrition. <laughs> yes, let's go to the news desc where uh, our correspondents are standing. The situation room, if you will. It Come in, comics. news desk. <laughs> over. It is time for Wire to Wire comic book news. Thank you to comicbookresources.com for providing us with the very best comic book news on the net. For more information on these and other stories, make sure to visit www.comicbookresources.com. With that, it is time for Wire to Wire comic book news. All right, well, first up uh, on the news docket. Because I could do a tax return right now. (laughs) That's how sober I am. Man, I needed you last week. (laughs) Yeah, where were you? Uh, First up uh, on the news, uh, comics up 14% in the first quarter of 2007 over at ICV2.com. Things are looking up for comic shops. Sales of comics to comic stores were up 14% over the previous year Ah. in the first quarter of 2007. Uh, The ninth consecutive up quarter in this recent run of increasing sales of floppies. But I think the 14% might be slightly deceptive by the fact there are certain books that sell significantly higher. I think like the average selling of a book... Is probably oh, not ye splashing to cold oh, water. Oh, yeah, no. I'm just throwing some, some h- cold, hard truth on you guys. That's right. 14%, you know, 14% raise because yeah, Civil events, War... Yeah, events yeah. kind of begat, you know, well, increased Civil sales War to satisfy people wanting to read events. It accounted for a, a major percentage of, of the yeah. sales. There's something uh, called Civil War out there? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a book, it's about Lincoln, it's, it's all about Lincoln. a robot Lincoln fighting a robot Lee. But they love each other, but they're afraid to admit it. Are there any monkeys? There, three, two, one. Only two. I like yeah. it when the animated oh. log cabin starts beating the crap out of Lincoln. The animated like log yeah. cabin. Uh, graphic novels were also uh, uh, up around eight percent. Well, that's good. Yeah, that is good. That that at least is something. So I think a little more genuine. Some nah to that. I wish my floppy was up fourteen percent. Hey oh. Uh, Next story. Uh, Edward Norton, a star in The Incredible Hulk. Variety reported that uh, Marvel Studios announced Ed Norton will take on the role of Bruce Banner, (laughs) taking over for uh, Eric Bana uh, in the 2003 film directed by Ang Lee. Oh, man. Um, Any word on who's directing the new uh, 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 Zach Penn, who did uh, Elektra, X2, X-Men, The Last Stand. I thought he's writing them. Oh, I'm he's sorry, writing. you're right. He's writing them. Yeah. Well, I don't know who's directing Direct, them. Uh, I'm in the run. I don't think it's... Oh, Tom. Right. Tom. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Cool uh, casting. I don't, just, I, I, I don't know that they've mentioned anything about the director at this point. Video, they'll hire anybody. I don't believe it's going to be Ang Lee. It? It's just I, think it's, 
two hundred million dollar budget or something. They don't care who directs it. Yeah, yeah. you just get Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. You can do it for first. First time, forty three million. But that's pretty cool that Norton is. I think he's a great making yeah. such a mainstream <clears throat> choice like that. Well, you see Robert Downey Jr. doing Iron Man now, which I thought was an but, interesting and, and sort of a you know. But Downey needs honestly. Downey needs the work. I mean, that's the thing. I honestly, I well, think what was the last thing Norton? He did the Illusionist, which wasn't exactly a well, box office. You're you know, right, but it was. Bonanza. But it was more of a critical. I mean, that's the thing. It, it was a critical seems, success. It always seems Norton was able to make the highbrow choice as far as speaking film of projects. Mike, any relation to Ed Norton? No, no, nothing at all. Just you know, I tell you what, though, when I see that on Newsarama that Norton's playing the Hulk, I'm like, oh, DC's going to get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> that would be a technical violation of your contract. <laughs> <wouldn't> it, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if only Norton could have turned into the Hulk in Fight Club. <laughs> really kicks so you go. Well, I, I know uh, Dave Wachter would agree with me, but I I wasn't a huge fan of I the liked, Incredible I, I, I didn't hate it. I I did not like Eric Bana. I thought he was very bad in the film. I thought he was the worst part of the film. But oh. here's the thing, though, about the ho- here's the thing me. about the. You see it? I haven't seen. <clears> it. I think okay. I think it's a difficult role to play because if you play Bruce Banner correctly, you're supposed to play a guy who isn't very emotive. Like, I mean, yeah. the whole point of it is he's supposed to be what? this sort of bottled repressed up. guy right. who's sort of, like, bottled up. And maybe Ed Norton will do it better. I think he will. I thought Peter David pegged it right, and I, if I remember correctly, I heard him say this, and I'll cite the right source on Fanboy Radio, and I think he was right. It was, some movies have great beginnings, some movies have great endings. I think the Hulk had a very interesting middle. Yeah. But I think because they had thrown yeah. so many different things into the mix of... It wasn't just the Gamma Bomb. It was the Nanites. It right. was his own personal issues his with his dad, father. Yeah. Exactly. That kind of muddled the beginning. And then all the crazy shit with his dad as, as well at the end kind of screwed things up. Yeah. But that The middle, middle was good. The, yeah, it was very it, traditional. Man, I mean, Hulk, it, exactly. Hulk in the desert fighting yeah. the military. Excellent. They got that, that was, right. Yeah. And that's why I have faith in the sequel. Because I think the technical end is set. And I didn't really... Eric Bana was, was at least... Adroit. I'd say he was, you know, capable. I mean, I, I don't think he was amazing, and I don't think like the way Tobey Maguire really kind of made his own, or even Hugh right. Jackman as as Wolverine. Wolverine made really made kind that of claimed, yeah, or at least claimed yeah. the movie version sure. of it. Sure, you know, but I, um, I mean, obviously Norton's got the chops. I mean, he's truly one of our great actors. Uh, oh I, yeah, question, absolutely. Uh, question: Did he wear purple pants? I don't think he did wear purple pants. Actually, the whole yeah, he, I don't, had, yeah, he, he had, had purple like pants. Some, yeah, they turned pants. yeah jogger okay. pants. Yeah, they had to come figure out some way to explain Jog- that without him <laughs> <without laughs> <them, laughs> jumping time. back to the disco days or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, we'll see. What my that, my I, favorite I mad scientist <laughs> in movies, though, was I mean, because Bruce Banner is a scientist. Sure. sure. It has to be Jeff Goldblum Bruce in The Fly. Scientist? Oh, Jeff Goldblum. I don't know. I you know I loved. I, I just I thought that was the first good mad scientist that I could actually believe was a scientist. Yeah. He seems cool. intelligent. Intelligent they enough. They usually just to, seem mad. Yeah, right. They don't seem bright. They just seem like a a ham character actor. You know, just you know going crazy. You know, well, yeah, going going back to like you know the, Colin Clive, Frankenstein. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know what I mean. It's like it's over alive, the top. It's right. Alive. Right. But exactly. they didn't actually seem to play scientists. <laughs> right. They actually went to a university somewhere. Intelligent. Of, well, yeah. He, his character started out. You know, he was a, sort of a nerdy. You know, uh, brainy guy, and and absolutely captured that. And then he got his powers, and what did he use them for? Man, he screwed like a, <laughs> well, like a scientist with powers, <laughs> like a mad oh, scientist. Come on, Gina Davis, what are you going to well, do? I, 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 okay, okay. Have you all seen right. Another comic book movie where they took advantage of the powers that way? No, 
Definitely. No, and and uh, Goldblum's new uh, TV show, Reigns, has some comic book uh, uh, connections. It's a fun show. I can, but I actually enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Well, yeah. what you were talking about before on the Crankcast, like you can't stop watching him. I can't he's just great. The uh, writing isn't, I the mean, show, the writing can be lousy yeah, in the places, show but he's good. Like ultra fantastic, no. but he. I mean, he's, he's so engaging. You just yeah. watch him. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, wow. I I don't. I, what happened in the show? I'm just watching him act weird. That's well, and you yeah, made a he, point yeah, about it's like, like actually work against the script sometimes. Yeah. And he's almost kind of making fun of the scene sometimes. Yeah. And it yeah. works. It yeah. works. Yeah. But um, you had made a great point. It's like I n- I don't remember a show where the main character was so much the show. You know what I mean? He's well, yeah, like ninety five percent of the scenes. I don't I don't, make, I don't really notice it a lot where I, I, I don't think I've ever seen a show where I'd, it it was obvious that oh, he's he's carrying this show. This right. show would be nothing if he wasn't on it. But uh, um, the other connection is uh, Gabe Hardman. It doesn't work that way. Gabe Hardman uh, is a uh, uh, storyboard artist. He's worked on uh, Spider Man three and I think he's working on a bunch of other comic book films okay. as a storyboard artist. We met him in uh, New York and he's gonna be on the show uh, in May talking cool. about Spider-Man 3 but he works on Reigns he's worked on Reigns uh, there was a couple episodes that involved um, yeah. or one episode that involved a comic book shop yeah, and, that, and they a, just aired that last week I think that was all his art what's the guy's name? Uh, Gabe Hardman okay. is his name and uh, he's actually working on a graphic novel right now so there was a corpse <laughs> there was a corpse in that episode? Uh, yes there's a corpse in every one well, of them. well there's also a corpse uh, involved in the Marvel Zombies <laughs> Dead Days Marvel announced special one shot the, uh, the Zombies corpses? There's Thank you. 900 I'm, of them. I'm really glad you said that, Mike, because honestly, I'm so done with Marvel Zombies. And, and I really think this is going to be the, you know, dollar Magnum bin. Opus? The, no, the dollar bin the swan genre. The, Dude, that that will be, you know, in the 2010s, time. I think that's what's going to be, you know, there's just too many of these goddamn books. But I oh, understand I don't know. That How many zombie books are there out right now? No, but I'm saying specifically no, the, how the many Marvel Zombies. Oh, I'm saying the, the Marvel Zombies. Okay, how many Marvel it? Zombies are uh, have been done? Three? Well, you have Marvel they, Zombies, they, they the first... The, yeah, they had the, the miniseries. miniseries then right. you got Marvel, Marvel Zombie versus, versus Army, versus Army of Darkness. That hasn't... That was When the Harlem Globetrotters are facing the... Well, you've had, like, zombies, you've had like three Marvel you know, Zombie books. I'm sorry. Miniseries. Yeah, I guess because they... How many books does Marvel publish a month? 80? And you got three zombie books? How many How many I'm superhero sorry, books do they got? I'm done with the concept. I'm sorry. Well... I don't know. You know I, don't, I was yeah. done with the concept after the first issue. Thank you. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, I, I, you know, for those of you that may like Marvel Zombies, which there's a lot of you. Uh, creative team Robert Kirkman and Sean Phillips are doing uh, Dead Days, no which ref- is a prequel to the original Marvel Zombies. And no reflection on Sean. No reflection on uh, reflection on Kirkman or Soydem. Oh no, you're insulting them personally. Amazing covers. These are wonderful covers and stuff, and I, I, that's the thing. But. For that art shoot them right there. Yeah. You know. Well, they're selling the shit out of them, so I can't blame I them for so. doing more. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, DC offering a Batman neon sign to retailers. Uh, was following Sweet. last year's Superman okay. neon sign. If you're a retailer, uh, pick one up. Like? DC Comics is pleased to offer retailers a new exciting promotional item: Batman neon sign, ideal for window display. It measures seven point sixty-five wait, 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 inches. Stop! 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 stop. <laughs> Why are you reading the dimensions? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Can I? Can it's I, the can Batman. It's a, well, he it's asked what it looked like. It's. It's like 7 by 15 by 26, and uh, it's the Batman chest To tie into another Batman story, uh, photography has begun on the new Batman film in Chicago. I heard that, yeah. The crew is in town doing pre-production shooting now. And later, later on in the summer, uh, summer they're going to be here doing the uh, full-fledged Gotham scenes. 
So we're looking forward to that. Very cool. And, I, and I think uh, my, my favorite thing when they were making Mar- Batman Begins was seeing the pictures of the Batmobile with a uh, drop cloth on it on, parked on Lower Wacker Drive. Yeah. And you'd get guys like, hey, nice. Let me let me get a picture of me next to the Batmobile the, uh, over by there. <laughs> over <laughs> by there. The, Outstanding. It's nice. This is me I, right after Mark, eating uh, a Polish sausage with the Batmobile. Mark, going back to the, the neon sign, are you going to be ordering a uh, DC Batman neon sign? I am now. I fuck if I knew about it. Like they, <laughs> like they tell us about it. <laughs> you, so you didn't know about the yeah, Superman we're one? We're it to all retailers. We're just not going to tell anyone. We're not going to tell them. Just post it on Newsarama. What do you want? It's a surprise. Uh, all right, next story. Dallas proclaims free comic book day in honor of Cape. This is a weird... It's what? like Cape 3, Bride of Cape, uh, the comic and pop culture expo. Uh, this is the second year the city has bestowed Cape, the world's largest free comic book day event. Uh, they, like... Cape is a comic show in, t- in Dallas that you and know features a lot of local talent, and they're naming it the official event of That's free nice. comic book day. Good for, so. good for Dallas. Yeah, That's just cool. the, if you want more information, CapeDay.com. I proclaim tomorrow my official day of going on to brunch. <laughs> Excellent. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Everyone <laughs> okay, who wants to join me, putting that on my calendar. Um, every day is Jennifer Holiday Day. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> every, time, every day is brunch day. This weekend uh, is going to be Ape. Speaking of another convention that ends Ooh, in APE, Ooh. the Alternative uh, Press Expo, uh, April twenty first and twenty second. Uh, last year, over forty eight hundred people attended the underground event. Uh, this year it's uh, April twenty first and twenty second. Um, independent, it's you know the very independent comic, sort of the independent comic con. I've always wanted to go to Ape. Yeah, yeah. 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 Me I've too. been to SPX Me too. In, in, in Bethesda, but I always wanted to go to Ape because that's supposed to be the big one as far as like indie comics. What's kept you away? It's in San Francisco. That's far away. All right, fair enough. And they throw rocks at me. I think it would be interesting to check it out. I, I, I'd like to see the differences between, between that crowd and like the Wizard World of sure. the New York Comic Con crowd and see you know what uh, you know the similarities or the differences between more the girls. Two. Exactly. The yeah, manga. Yeah. Sure. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, oh, Sounds what? like a plan then. Uh, next year Confused. we're gonna hit um, <clears throat> Next story. Uh, Fallen Sun: The Death of Captain America Special Edition. Marvel's coming out with a. Blank cover that you can go and then take to your favorite artist. It's Captain America Fallen Sun. This is a reprint, but it's a special variant edition cover of oh, white. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's got white. It's got white edges. If I remember, that what they told us. No, it's a white yeah. center. No, it's completely it's white. white. white so it's a white center. You can go and get it sketched. Now, I'm right. taking. I'm taking credit for this because when Hero did the Spider-Man 100, yes, sketch variants that everybody uh-huh. they sold. Right. I called. And talked to somebody McCann? at yeah McCann at Marvel, and I said, "Hey, how come you guys didn't print a bunch of blanks for, and sell them for people to go and get sketches done by people?" And they didn't think of it, but now all of a sudden they there come out go. with this. Mm. My idea, I'm, I'm taking credit for it. So, well, um, you know, based on half the Marvel comics I see, most of the covers should be blank. Hey, oh, no. yeah, you'll be <laughs> getting. Did I? I told you guys that the FX show in Orlando, Mark Texaria was taking astonishing sure. X-Men covers, which was the the white cover where Wolverine looks shocked at something, and you don't see what he looks that that yeah, yeah, he's yeah, looking yeah, at sure, that's sure. freaking him out. And Mark would draw various things, and one guy paid him like a couple hundred bucks to draw a naked Aunt May, oh. and it was the funniest thing in the world. And it was like That's Grandma, it was like Grandma Bunny in Playboy. And it was, it was, it was hilarious. It was awesome. And Texaria just well, it would be shocking. Certainly. Had a blast doing it. It was so. He's like, look at this. Isn't this great? No, I think it's, it's like, an interesting. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting thing. I mean, I don't, you know. 
Aunt May, or for she con, may not. For conventions and stuff. Yeah, I mean, she was ready to. People that, that dig getting uh, a lot of sketches. Oh, it's, you know, that's really smart. It would be kind of cool to you know, get a Mike Norton sketch. Sure. Yeah, cap, I hate you know, it. Get a, I think uh, it's Hillary Barta. They won't let me near any Marvel comics anymore after what I just said. (laughs) I think who's the joke? I swear, it's a it's a good idea because somebody will buy it. But like, really honestly, like, turn over a piece of paper and you can go ask for someone to draw you. I think what they should do, but but it does become an individual collectible. Yeah, you know what they should do? Somebody they should do a cover. They should do this hero. Right, and his face is a mirror, so like every little kid can look into that hero's face and see their own face, and they could become that hero. They'd identify with the character. They'd want to buy a copy for all their friends. It'd be a great, great idea. Everyone will want to buy it. You wouldn't have myself. You don't even need artists to do that. No, every page could be a mirror. What I'm going to do is I'll buy one, and I'm going to ask someone to draw three dollars on the cover. (laughs) Well, they, you know, the the interesting thing is like you know you're going to buy a three dollar book. and then pay anywhere from twenty to two hundred dollars to, for somebody to draw. They're really like the best part about that is what they should do is they should drop the price on all books. Any whatever price factor goes into cover artists, cut the price down on the books and send you out to go get your own cover. Are they going to print it on glossy stock like all the rest of the covers that you can't draw on, or are they going to print it on something <laughs> worth drawing on? You know, like something that the kid finished. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows what it's going to end up being? Yeah. But whatever. All right. Well, the next uh, next story is something that may interest Tom. Flash, fastest man alive, ordering incentive. They're uh, they're that so confident. That doesn't interest me at all. I know, <laughs> but they're they're uh, they're so confident in uh, Guggenheim's take on the Flash that they're offering uh, they're offering He's a doing return well. money back return. Doing oh, excuse me. That, that I guess this is a smoke signal, much like Captain America twenty five was. Am I correct? You might want to order more of this. Yeah. But I don't know what they could, could do. be. Bring back um, Barry Allen for three issues and then have him disappear. Again. Right, and they, it could be a they, they, they have been saying, you know, it's like the, there's something huge happening. Coming, yeah. Coming in, in this issue. Well, well, well somebody's <laughs> been conspicuously absent from The Flash, and I would imagine his return might be uh, coming. Well, well, there you go. So I guess it doesn't it. interest you, Tom, but um, All of a sudden, well, it may interest real Flash well, fans. I'm just going to buy it anyway. <clears throat> the incentive isn't for <laughs> me. I don't know. The incentive for me is good writing. Uh, uh, oddly enough, the, the cover will have Captain America on it. <laughs> I can give whatever cover, cover I That missing cover from the death of Captain America is floating around somewhere. It's, it's going to turn up eventually. I can't wait for people to complain about, I got a book with no cover on oh, it. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, can we, can we get past the blank cover? Good Lord. Uh, no. Uh, Heroic Publishing and... Etititude? Et, et, etitude? Media? Et, hey, you wrote it, man. Hey, how do you say it? E- uh, etitude Media launched... You don't know how I pronounce it. Uh, they're launching www.comicsonscreen.com uh, that will make Heroic Publishing's entire inventory of comic book story material, past, present, and future, available on a subscription basis. I like the time Which I thought was interesting. Time. Digital um, comics. And their own version of digital comics. Yeah, nine, it's like nine ninety nine a month. You can, you know, uh, so you subscribe and you get yeah full access to anything that they're putting out. I like the conundrum that you will be able to see all comics from the future that they make. Yes, I would look forward to the well, comics of 2050. S- How odd. <laughs> 3D Man! Well, the, the, maybe the more interesting part of that story is the next story, which is that um, heroic publishing president Dennis Maloney has been all over the Internet uh, claiming that Marvel does not uh, own the trademark 
to uh, the comic book that would be called Champions. I do, and uh, we know that Matt Fraction is going to be working on a book, writing a book called the, you know the Return of the, the Champions. Team is, yeah, the, the team the, is the champions. The champions, um, and now all of a sudden, heroic uh, president is coming out saying that they don't own that copyright any longer. Yeah, that's always a, that murky water where there are two, you know, both companies will have <coughs> Captain Marvels, both companies will have Guardians. I guess, obviously, though, it does c- break down to the, the title. You've of got a company <laughs> named Marvel and a company named Heroic. Those are words. Yeah. Right. And yet, they're trademarked. Well, how about the word superhero? Well, Super- exactly. Superhero well, being that's co-owned by, by Marvel, Marvel and DC. And DC. Yeah. Go figure Well, that. according to... Uh, the story, I guess. Sign up my uh, tax return. Superhero. Um, Is that a problem? The the trademark that Marvel owned ran out from. They didn't use it for whatever number of years yeah, it takes. Yeah, since the 80s. And, and That's because the champions did so well when the first time. <laughs> They're such a hot commodity. <laughs> it was Angel, uh, Hercules, Ghost Iceman. Rider. Yeah, Hercules, Iceman. Ghost Rider, Iceman. And uh, Hero started publishing. Was Son of Satan uh, in that? Son of Satan, I think, was one of them. I think it was a girl, too. All your hottest early 80s There's Marvel characters. And Tony Isabella, I think, was given the unfortunate like yeah, job of like putting the, that group together and was like, all right, how about these idiots? And it's like, perfect, we'll call them the champions. I always it's liked, a great idea. I always liked Iceman We're because he became an accountant. We're not the champions. <laughs> no, and Matt's We're idea for the new book really does sound cool. Yeah, it does sound cool. In the same way that Ex Machina is very, kind of a cool Brian Vaughn book and then taking the super her in a different way. I think you're going to see a lot <laughs> of, as he said, West Wing <laughs> kind of dynamics to this team. Yeah. So I think it'll be fun. So it shall be fun. And I'm sure that everything will be sorted out no matter what, whether the book is actually officially titled The Champions or not. I'm sure Marvel will find a way through the red tape. Oh, I, I'm Angel. sure there's a financial way that... Uh, well, I even think without even doing that. Because like I said, it goes back to there being... As you said, uh, a company called Marvel and you know DC. They're, they're, you know. No, they're going to call it Champions, but it's going to end in a Z. <laughs> Z, so champions. capital Z, yeah. Champions. Okay. Uh. This is Gene Colon, and you are listening to Around Comics. Xenoscope's Dino Force Number One will not ship for. <laughs> I'm sorry. Quite the story. That was good for uh, free comic book. Yes, oh, free, free, free comic book. Okay. Zenoscope uh, Entertainment, publisher of the highly popular series Grim Fairy Tales, and the critically acclaimed Seven, seven was spelled with a seven in the middle. In the middle. For those of you who are not reading Seven. This, regrets to inform fans and retailers that Dino Force Number Zero will not be shipping on free comic book day. No! Oh, God! No! <laughs> wow, man. Norton just fucking lost his shit. Norton not working with Zenoscope anytime soon. Uh, Due to undisclosed legal reasons and Mike Norton, Zenoscope <laughs> and is working Mike with Norton. Diamond to relist the issue along with number one what at could a be the discounted rate of a 50 per- oh, 50% of book. 50 cents a book? What, what do you have? Yeah, am I reading that right? Yes. Uh, it's yeah. going to be half a buck? Yeah, it's a pretty Such good deal. Such a deal. Well, on free comic book day, it's not that great a deal. <laughs> anyway. But oh, I see. It's not so free comic book well, day. There's a catch. I wonder what the undisclosed legal reasons could be. The why comic book is um, free, but there's a carrying charge. Well, My father wrote a short-lived Dino Force series that he self-published in the early <laughs> 80s. Is he seeking uh, copyright and he uh, is. infringement? Yes, he is. Thank you. He wrote two issues... That. Uh, of a, he wrote two issues of a uh, 54 part limited series. Hey, this involves one of our local friends. Yeah, you know the next story I I, I really put in more because of of Scotty uh, Christopher Yost, Craig Kyle, and hear this new series artist Scotty Young begin uh, the new X Men's quest for magic. 
uh, in issue 38 of the X-Men, which is the second issue um, that Scotty penciled. But I guess uh, I, I wasn't aware that he was named the new artist. Scotty. Yeah, uh, that happened, oh, oh, I think they announced it uh, maybe at the beginning of the month or okay. end of last. I uh, I missed that, I guess. Have I you had a chance to see any of this Oh, stuff? I've seen, I, uh, you know. Well, 37 came out. Uh, I've, I've seen the stuff he's doing for it, and, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know if you if you followed certain artists and then you notice like evolutionary jumps sure. in their style and stuff like that. This is one of those evolutionary jumps where you're just like, wow, when did that happen? Why, right, right. Did he jump forward? Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> backwards. Yeah, it's, it's cave painting. No, it's uh, it, it it it's pretty amazing to look at and to, and to uh, um, I don't know if you've seen the cover like this gatefold cover they're doing. Well, not gatefold, but. Uh, the covers that are going uh, for the, the the arc all match together and create oh this like a big poster like a scene big that's just uh, he showed it to me I was just I, I was blown away by it it's Very just cool. pretty amazing well congratulations to Scotty that's oh. that's awesome to hear that uh, that he's on the that's got to be cool for him I mean I'd imagine he's pretty excited about drawing the X you know an X Men book even and by the way that's magic spelled with a K so perhaps they're trademarking that. <laughs> well, it's a character that's been around for a while. Oh, okay. magic! <laughs> I'm just I'm just right here with the trademark update. I, you know, this is fascinating. But I did read I did Every, read issue 37 and with it, the trademark it, update. Well, you know, right. never misspellings been more important than in the trademark. Yet. I hadn't uh, I hadn't been reading the new X Men book, uh, and then when I heard about this, I I picked up issue 37 right. and I read it, and and uh, uh, you, I was you didn't get my issue. Oh wow! No, I'm sorry, Mike. Burn. I didn't even know you did an issue. No way does. <laughs> what yeah, issue did you do? It's a hidden issue. You don't even remember. It's a hidden issue. Secret. <laughs> Secret issue. But it. it uh, I didn't know any of the characters. I didn't know really anything of yeah. what was going on that, in that, that in that story. But um, uh, when I did my issue, I didn't know anything about it. But I went back and I started reading it, and I really got into it. Yeah. I mean, it's got that kind of flavor that New Mutants. Have. That's exactly what I thought. That's ex- so. it did. It, they're you know this younger underclassman yeah. of yeah. of the X Men, and and that was exactly the feeling that I got from it too. Was New X Men, you know, when they first came out, and it was and good. Like Fifty seven characters die every issue. So it's <laughs> awesome. They introduce characters and kill them. Yeah, exactly. They, they manage to panel. kill characters right. before they're introduced. Yep. They find <laughs> they find a way to murder them. Uh, collectors may want to take note. Next story: A uh, comic base launches comic base free. Uh, the world's number one program for managing comic collections. Um, I know a lot of people know about Comic Base. It was a you know a kind of expensive program to download and, and keep your collections, and it's a big database program. They they have a, now a free version of it. Um, I did attempt to download it, but it's like a hundred and twenty something megabyte of a download, and I'm like, eh, I'm not really that worried about uh, keeping about track, of, keep what, a track yeah. of my comics that I want to. But if you are, uh, I've heard it's a great, great program. I just haven't used it, but uh, you can get a free version of it now. Um, hey, Tom, this is something that probably interests you. Avril Lavigne's manga, Back to Press. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Skater Boy. <laughs> it's one of my favorite songs of all time. You should be ashamed to even know that. <laughs> I don't want to go into it. Well, if you're going to connect to young girls, I mean, there's, you can do worse. So She's I guess, Canadian. You know. Yeah, hey, you know, I don't know. Uh, I haven't read it, but... Uh, what makes more sense than a promoter Canadian than Japanese manga? Sure. It's almost a Expo 76 or 67 <laughs> kind of feel for it's the whole It's futuristic, my friend. Well, and I guess um, uh, the album packaging of her new album, The Best Damn Thing, uh, promotes the book also, the manga, so... Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, get more people to read comics. What the hell? Um, How weird is this, man? Just a week ago, 
the DC the BC creator Johnny, Johnny Hart, Hart passes yeah. away, and then oh yeah, and then his collaborist on the Wizard of Id, Brant Parker, dies right afterwards. Uh, Brant Parker, Wizard of Id cartoonist, died at age eighty six. Loved um, the Wizard of Id. I don't know about you guys. Seriously, I was. Uh, that oh, was it was. I it mean, was BC a great. was a great comic as well. But both of those really were fun comics. I was a fan. I I it was part of my uh, my regular daily pouring over of the uh, comic strips. The strips. It's a big one. Hill, big, you're big God, house. I didn't realize that. Uh, in, uh, you in know, the those, I mean, what didn't Johnny Hart work on though? He did. Yeah, uh, Johnny Hart yeah. was one of the most prolific writers. But uh, yeah, I I, I loved uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah, great great gag man. I mean, that's the thing. You know, try and knock out being funny five days a week, and and putting oh, in four yeah, panels. That's... You know, I mean, that's you. Hey, really I can barely do it here, and I've been sitting here for hours. Hey now, <laughs> he's furiously well, drawing that. Farewell panel. to uh, to Brant Parker. Um... Yep. The Luna Brothers ended this week. I just thought it'd be interesting. They ended, man. They're still around. Well, the, the, the girls. girls. I'm sorry. They, the they girls. Ended, they ended the girls this week with issue number 24, the last uh, last issue. Um, Those guys are so good, and they mm. really are. They're great writers, great artists, and uh, I had a blast talking to them on Word Balloon and look forward to their next new project, and it'll give me an excuse to wrap around and uh, talk about this talk great series sure. because Girls was awesome, and I really loved Ultra. I thought it was one of the more interesting and sort of... Uh, Creative series that came out in a while, you know. Uh, in did you ever read Girls? Hill? Uh, I've dated <laughs> girls. I haven't. <laughs> I've read seen women. Bobby. He read their tattoos on what they said on their ass, but I've that's seen, you know. I've actually, seen part women. of my problem is I, I I usually misread them. And, oh. Uh, you know, it's like stop, go, stop, go. I can't figure that out. <laughs> Uh, Sega and Marvel signed a new deal this week. Uh, Sega signed a deal for the release of three video games based on upcoming Marvel film projects. Incredible Hulk, Captain America, and Thor. Um, so, there you go. You're going to have to see more Marvel Sega games. Thank God. In 2008. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne is announced as the voice of the Silver Surfer in the upcoming Yo. Fantastic Four Two: Rise of the Silver Silver Surfer. Uh, to be I like that Yo. variety quote. Variety broke the story, letting the world know Lawrence Fishburne is waxing his board yeah, he for sure is. <laughs> the sequel of the Fantastic Four. Um, the interesting uh, earlier on the internet, uh, the rumors were going around that he was the voice of Galactus, uh, and that you know Galactus was going to be in the film. You know, nobody's you know, we don't know yet, but but uh, I, I, this obviously uh, Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, you're my herald. That's <laughs> why I'm eating my planet. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, I think I think we'll they're going in a different stuff. direction, but that that really would be uh, fun. Yes. Watch uh, it! Why'd you give him the ultimate nullifier? <laughs> Alan Moore's hypothetical lizard is going to be collected in a trade paperback, fourteen ninety nine, and also a twenty four ninety nine hardcover, uh, including the full text from Moore's original story and design sketches from artists Lorenzo Lorente and Sebastian Fiumara. Um, Oddly enough, I heard that Alan is also waxing his uh, dolphin. Hey now, uh, the hardcover the hardcover edition is uh, limited to 750 copies. But uh, if you're a fan of that book, it will be out in trade at least. Don't laugh, guys. It's better than waning. <laughs> waxing. <laughs> Wayne. <laughs> Boo. Uh, Astro astronomy humor. 2007 Eisner uh, Award nominations were announced this week. Did they uh, do everyone. that on Tuesday morning on Good Morning America? Did they break and go yeah. for the live reading of the we nominations? All, we got nominated. No, Excellent. <laughs> There's no podcast. Nominated. It's not like the Oscars? Uh, there's been a lot of already people talking about this um, as one of the maybe better 
uh, round of nominations as far as the eclectic mix and and variety involved in the nominations this year. Um, 29 categories encompassing a full spectrum of comic art form from new takes on traditional superheroes at Brubaker's Daredevil, Captain America, and Grant Morrison's All-Star Superman, uh, to experimental stuff like Brian Chippendale's Ninja Graphic album, the Kramer's Ergot Anthology. But, uh, there, I mean, there were a lot of stuff in the nominations that people talked about. Um, uh, the trend of uh, many more female nominees, uh, led by multiple nominations for Allison Bechtel, Fun Home, Renee French is The Ticking. Um, and an interesting thing about female creators, eight-year-old Alexa Kitchen is the youngest Eisner, Eisner nominee ever for Drawing Comics is Easy, Except When It's Hard. For best publication for a younger audience. She'll get like the Shirley Temple tiny Oscar. She'll get like the <laughs> yeah. tiny Oscar. God damn it. Um, she break into comics. I thought one of the most interesting parts of this, <laughs> Fanagraphics had the most nominations by a publisher with 22, uh, while DC was the runner-up with 18 and 7 shared nominations. So, I mean, Fanagraphics having 22 nominations in the Eisners is pretty pretty impressive. Uh, Marvel Comics. the diversity that they represent, though, too. Oh, I sure, mean, yeah, thing, so. yeah. Uh, Marvel had one of its best years with uh, with nine nominations. Brubaker's Captain America, Daredevil, and Criminal all were nominated. And uh, good for Criminal for five of the nine. Yeah, I mean you so. expect Captain America and Daredevil, which have been out mainstream. Right. Standouts, I think both of those books. Well, I know. I think maybe both of those books are nominated for best ongoing. Which is, surprised me. They've yeah. both, both been excellent this year. Uh, Dark Horse claims five nominations. Uh, of its own and share five others. Uh, mul- two n- multiple nominees are Millionaire Tony Millionaire Sock Monkey. Um, but, 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 but what else was Scarlet in here? Scarlet Traces. Scarlet great. Traces. Scarlet Traces, yeah. which is that great War of the Worlds continuation yeah. that uh, Ian Eddington has been uh, doing. Uh, or Edgington, pardon me. Uh, it really is a great story. And it's like, you know, okay, fine, the British beat the Martians, and now they have all the Martian technology. And uh, what happens after you know the right, after right. the worlds? It's been you know it's. I been think a great Dave uh, Walker had picked that as his top of the stack one week. Very on the cool show. series. Um, Lost Girls got three, and then uh, they also they split the foreign publication category into two other categories in order to create a separate category for manga. Uh, dropped the best serialized story category and reinstated the best humor publication category. And then uh, change talent deserving of wider recognition to special recognition. So, just some changes. One of the other uh, things I was, I don't want to, I took notice of was uh, a book that I loved when it came out last year on Free Comic Book Day, which was um, Ironside Tom. Uh, it, was, it was a Free Comic Book Day book. It was basically like advanced stick figures, but it was one of the best books that I read on Free Comic Book Day. It was just this fun, and it got nominated for best short or best uh single issue or something like that. It was it was just a great uh, what little are book. advanced uh stick figures if I may ask. Well stick figures <laughs> with feeling. <laughs> I mean stick figures with cast they, they were like uh, sure. no, they were like um I don't know, I mean like maybe accessories. <laughs> you know, they would have like hats cool and, belts and things, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Okay. They weren't just, you know, your I I guess well, they, uh, yeah. they were okay. uh, amazingly uh, sort of expressive. So, uh, so very widespread uh, grouping of <laughs> widespread grouping, <laughs> widespread <laughs> selection. Exactly. Of, yes. Uh, of Words nominees. I am saying to fill <laughs> yes, time. Exactly. exactly. Sorry. 
Yeah, um, the eyes are great. The, bu- the bullet done. holes aren't grouped together tightly enough. They're <laughs> a widespread <laughs> group. Tight. Have you all really? right, no, all honestly, right. Yeah, I was I was at last Assholes. year's Eisner Awards and it was uh, very interesting. It was the first time I'd ever been and uh, a nice real real nice interesting moment seeing uh, guys. Think, like think there'll ever be like uh, a best podcasting Eisner Award. I don't know because and, I, and I don't. I certainly. I. I don't. I have know. no faith. In we're that. not getting <laughs> it. We're not getting it for tonight. They don't have yeah, that's they for don't sure. Best website yet, which is kind of interesting. They, they have, have the publication. Harvest. They have best. Uh, well, and do websites? I guess comic book publication. Do they, Journalist. Do they I don't know if. Well, I don't I know. remember. I mean, um, that's the thing. I went, and I mean, it was it was fun because it really was this exposure to a bunch of books that I hadn't been aware of a lot of. Uh, sure. Independent stuff, but. You know, it's. I'd like to go check it out sometime. I, I've never been. I'm but. San Diego, my man. Yeah, well. Um, DC partnered with MySpace for the exclusive countdown preview. This is. I think MySpace has made a very interesting kind of push. Yes, to to garner favor from the comic fans. I mean, in going back to New York when they did their special panel mm-hmm. with uh, Steve Niles, Garth Ennis, and um, Jim Lee. Their secret panel. That was exactly. weird. It was exciting, but it's like in in this industry, as much as people promote stuff to try and get, and it was like their secret panel that you have these huge names, but nobody knew who they were going to be. Well, they got apparently they got a nice they size got a group crowd, regardless, yeah. and and again, yeah, it was an interesting conversation between Garth, uh, Steve, and uh, Jim. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. And now but they're definitely yeah, they're making a, a concerted effort towards trying to uh, becoming more of a def- destination for comic book fans. And I guess uh, DC is doing this for Countdown. They're going to have um, a preview of the first two issues of the series. Um, well, they have a trailer MySpace.com slash comic books. They've had a trailer up on their website for... Have you been to my MySpace? My uh, yes. On the DC site? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Hillary. Have you been to my MySpace? I have not. I did not know. I was at your website. No, well, go I can't. My internet collection, connection is down. I can't uh-huh. I can't go anywhere right now. I mean, yeah, there's nothing... Uh, Rick Lementer had on. me join when we were doing... Uh, last Christmas, he, they were doing some promotion on there, Brian. They you know, forced to join. So like, oh, you got to join. So I get a page, and I'm well, like, here we go. well, what do I do now? And people, like, I would look at it every six months, I think, you know, and people... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like answer a letter, you know, some of you know somebody sent me something. I bet. What you is got your MySpace? MySpace dot com slash what Hillary, Hillary Varda? It's gotta be. I, I didn't make it anything <laughs> fancy. It's just me. All right, let's see. Let's see if I can look it up here. I bet you got a lot of requests from young women who are dressed scandalously. Because uh, yes, I know do. I'm a no, good-looking no, no. guy, I, you, you, but come you, you pretty, on, my MySpace says invalid friend ID, so that didn't. You pretty quickly. I don't even know how to. Yeah. How do you spell your name? H-I-L-A-R-Y? Okay, that's what I thought. Hilary. Um, Hilarity. Hilarity Barda. Did you do a book called Satan's Three Ring Circus of Hell? Yeah. Okay, well, you're listed on that. Hilarity Barda. You're on The Last Christmas... Go to Last Christmas and see if there's a uh, f- friend. Uh, wouldn't you be in the top well, 10 yeah. for Last Christmas? Well, who knows? I might be on 30,000. <laughs> Page 7. Brian, you Brian and Rick have like, turned on you? that they're, they're uh, No, why would they keep me in the top 10? Because you're on the book. Yeah, I, I, but anyway, I don't even know. Right. I didn't even know you titled your pages. I just you know. that's about it. That will wrap up Wire to Wire comic book news. This has been the news. We hope you enjoyed it. And now it is time for top of the stack. Top, top of top the stack. Of the stack. Of the stack. Of the stack. Uh, that's right. It's top of the stack. A chance for us to let you know what we've been reading. Tom, why don't you start us off? I what have you been? Start, I always start us. You're always. the guy. If anyone else were to do it, I would get angry, but I wouldn't say it. I would hold it inside. <laughs> Uh, my top of the stack is Invincible number 40 uh, by Kirkman, Otley, and Crabtree. 
Is Mike's how, reading it in train? Like three issues in, probably. I know you. You're like three issues I'm in. I'm actually you know behind it. So I'm on. Tr- I'm reading it. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Uh, what I love. Uh, uh, <laughs> it has a great cover, number one, because it has tiny little uh, squids <laughs> on it, which I always think is a funny. Which is thing, always good. It's one of those great villains. Is a group of. Um, squids that can form a giant brain, but uh, it's uh, it's a high adventure book with uh, a true sense of danger to it. Uh, you see characters put in situations that you haven't seen them put in before. You see characters die. You see other characters have to like deal with death, and and then at the end you have the solicitation for the next issue, which tells you that they win, which I think is great because obviously he's going to win. And I think it's just a great book. The art is fantastic. Great story. Done well. It's just it's high adventure. It's fun. I got nothing more to say. Well, Invincible is one of those books that is just like consistently good. I've, I'm reading it in trade, and uh, at first when it first came out, I wasn't really that interested in. It. I was just thinking, oh, it's just another superhero book. I, I thought maybe it was you know like kind of another yeah another teen hero book i wasn't really that Until. interested in it but yeah once you get into it you realize there's so much more uh, in that story and it's it's really good stuff and fun and uh, it's more you know I, it, a lot of people you know it's like most people it's like oh it's just this fun superhero book but it's really a lot more than that it's a oh, much better than that and it's almost a disservice to just say it's like this fun superhero book there's there's really good story character development and 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 story well development uh, and, so. i mean i'm just sorry that i said it was a fun superhero no kirkman, <laughs> well, no, I just kirkman, kirkman created this entire new universe of characters and uh you know some are recognizable ciphers but i think they have their own u- unique voice and, and yeah they can he all took die a, he took a spy yes and he took a spider-man template and and turned it on its you know ear and then really I think went into a very interesting direction with it and it's there's a reason why Robert Kirkman is a popular writer he's he's good he's good he's John what have you been reading um, I've unfortunately my stack remains massive I haven't really been able to attack it but I did make well. time for uh, the new Justice League of America issue eight. Brad Meltzer, Shane Davis, and Matt Banning is, are the team. It's the start of the Lightning Strike saga, uh, which is the team-up of the JLA, the JSA, and the Legion. Mm-hmm. And much like those great team-ups of the 70s and early 80s, this book uh, retains the voice of those great Len Wein, Jerry Conway, uh, Kurt Busiek stories of, of those classic JLA-JSA team-ups. There was the one unique time that the Legion was also the third team, in much the same way that the Seven Soldiers were once the third team and the Freedom Fighters were once yeah. the third team. Um, I really have enjoyed the entire run that uh, Meltzer has been doing on, on JLA. I know that there are some people that think that he's giving too many C-level characters a front stage and that the big three are always in the background. background. Um, I have no problem with it, and in this one you get a more active role from the big three, but also... Uh, it, it again it retains the charm of those old team ups um, from the uh, little battle uh, scenario that they they do to train the sea level sure. heroes and playing kind of a form of capture the flag which I think has a lot of characterization and good action to that great uh, double page spread of of the teams finally like getting together and bonding and just hanging out and it's so great because and Caters and I were talking about it a, a day or two ago 
because back in the 70s, it would be that deliberate, hey, wink, wink, you may want to read some of these other books and see what's going on. Like, hey, Wonder Woman. You're made out of clay, but on my <laughs> earth, I'm not made out of clay. Yeah, when yeah. Yeah, the two Wonder Woman would talk. Or like, so, Diana, how's it doing uh, not having your powers anymore and always wearing white and kicking like Diana Rick? <laughs> you know, and I mean, it's like, okay. you know, That was a fun, very fun two-page spread. Yeah, I mean, just great little characterization. And, and I and love how, obviously, Superman would be the one that would get along with the old guy the best. Yeah, yeah he is he's such a fucking Eddie Haskell. <laughs> yeah, he's a, like, my, hey, Jay, I'll, t- I'll talk to the oldest guy first. My favorite is, is Roy Harper being the reformed addict going to our man and saying, hey, man, whenever you decide you want help, I, mean, I'm I can be your sponsor and everything, which I, I'd like to see that actually kind of happen. And um, the art has been so gorgeous. Ed Bennis did such a great job on the first seven issues, or eight issues, I guess if you count uh, issue zero. And Shane Davis continues. I mean, the women look gorgeous, the men look heroic. You know, the only uh, thing about that was like the only issue, the only problem I had with that issue was Shane Davis's art. I love his stuff on uh, Captain Comet, uh-huh. but I thought uh, they should have used the same inker from Captain Comet. I don't know who the mystery it was. In sta- yeah, the Mystery in Space yeah, uh, book. That, that, that they should have used the same inker on this book because I thought that was the only downfall of this issue was uh, but not horrible Brad, not certainly not horrible in any in any regard but it, i just thought it well this is Brad, stuff. i mean yeah i think the, the, as spectacular as the art is the art is subordinate to Brad's story and i think yeah. Brad, Brad's the star of this book and I'm taking nothing away from the artist but i think it's been great to see his love of this late 70s early 80s era presented in a in a modern way and especially the the final page has that great classic kind of sure. breakdown dun, of the dun, teams dun, yeah. yeah just the breakdown of the the rosters and stuff like that and um, it's been a great ride so far. We're at the halfway point, and uh, Brad Meltzer and Jeff Johns writing the same story. I think there's, uh, no I think it's going to be guaranteed yeah, success. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, looking forward to talking to Brad on a few upcoming episode of Word Balloon. He oh, uh, dropped spoiler. me an email this week. Oh, there's my cool. name dropping for the uh, for the episode. And uh, no, I you know uh, much like the book of Fa- or uh, JLA one had the first chapter of the book of fate in it. His novel that came out in the fall. The paperback edition is coming out this spring. And in fact, will be in stores. And it has four as panels from J. Stuss League American. It has more than four panels, oh. <laughs> but it does have it does really? have JLA one. Well, very good. It's very nice. I'm turning the book of fame. Uh, very cool. So, so yeah, there's good cross promotion, and and Brad is a New York Times bestselling author. So, much as I think the comic fans were exposed to his novel work and it helped the sales of the Book of Fate, I do believe that you might see some crossover, hopefully, from his novel readers to maybe check out his superhero work. Very cool. Hillary, you been reading anything? <laughs> you want to talk about anything you want to say you've liked, enjoyed? The Simpsons. The Simpsons. I have, been reading, the, I have been reading The Simpsons, yeah. Very cool. Any specific, like, just all the Bongo comics in general? Well, there's The well, Simpsons comic. Right. That's the, <laughs> That's the most specific. I didn't mention you know, idiot. Bart Simpson, boy blunder. <laughs> okay. I didn't, you know, uh, a radioactive man. <laughs> All right. No, no, but I actually have been reading The Simpsons because I'm well, I'm working on a story, so I've been reading that and enjoying the and comics. enjoying. It. Yeah, I'm looking for like a reference for a character, and then I you know get caught up in the story. <laughs> and pretty soon, I've wasted six hours reading a stack of comics, and you know. Happily, so. <laughs> well, it's that's a, good. Tr- it's testament a, to. Uh, it's a great book. I I always end up buying it for my nephews who who seem to really enjoy the humor comics, and those are the ones that they love because they love the cartoons so much. And you know, I, I I said this on a on a show that will be airing, I think, on Thursday. Um, I think it it has the most consistent voice of of a licensed book, and it's because it's in in house production. I mean, this right. is Matt Groening's people, you know. 
working on working on these books, or at least they're hiring guys like Hillary. And no, and I was going to say Hillary. You I haven't. I really haven't haven't done any regular Simpsons stuff. But I've done a couple stories, but uh, for radioactive men. Anyway. No, they're great books, though. They're fun. Yeah. All right. Well, um, it's, my like, it's like the lost episodes of The Simpsons. Exactly. In comic book form. It really, it really is. I mean, it really retains the voice of the of the shows. I'm telling you. All right. I I'll, think I'll look it up. Gail I Simone, believe you. Writer of Mike Norton's new book. All new Adam. Also a fine Simpsons writer as well. I don't think you believe us, Sal. We're not going to leave until you have a Simpsons bongo comic in your hands. Um, Am I wrong? I I have no idea. All right, moving on. You're right. Please. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, (laughs) I don't even have a top of the stack this week. Okay. That's it for top of the stack. Top of the stack? No. For real? I didn't like anything I read this week. Truly? It all was... Really? Hey, what are you didn't talking about? You didn't even like my cameo in Ultimate Spider-Man 108? <laughs> I don't read that book. What was the bottom of your stack? Yeah, what was the worst thing? Ooh, what was the worst thing I read this week? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it was, uh, no, it was like an independent, what, what the hell was it? It was something from... Really, you didn't like anything? No, I'm kidding, I didn't. I, I like, uh... What'd you like? Ex Machina. I wanted to mention Ex Machina Sweet. 27. Having a chance to read um, it. You know, there wasn't anything particular about this issue that really blew me away, but I just sort of wanted to mention it because it it's such a good book, issue after issue after issue, and it's just another good, I mean, solid, great art. Of why Brian fanta- K. Vaughn is awesome. Yeah, and I Tony mean, Harris it's it's awesome. just it's like one of those books I think people may maybe like either overlook or or take for granted because it's always good, it's always on time, it's always just solid stuff. I know. Uh, some people don't particularly care for Tony Harris's art. Um, really? The, well, sort of like the hyper-realistic, you know, facial expressions and 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 that kind of stuff. But I think in this book in particular, it really works well because it's so grounded in reality. Um, and and it's just another example of you know Vaughn mixing so many different sort of genres and things into the, into the same comic. So it's, it's really good stuff. It's it's the best political superhero comic political book that thriller I... mystery sci-fi action adventure. I mean, it's got everything in it. It's it's just uh, yeah, that's a ton fun. of stuff. But so I, I really <laughs> like that. But that will end our top of the stack. Um, I just wanted to uh, mention a few things here at the end of the show. Uh, if you are a fan of the show and would like to help us uh, get even more people involved, there are plenty of ways for you to help. There's our listener LCS challenge where you can go to our website, aroundcomics.com, and download a flyer, have your local comic shop uh, put it up, and we'll uh, we'll mention them on the show. Comicspace.com slash aroundcomics, myspace.com around, uh, slash aroundcomics, or write us an iTunes review at the iTunes store. You're not going to say it? Uh, be as cool as Andy Parks. Be as cool as Andy Parks. Uh, check out all the great things Around Comics has to offer. Yeah, it's your source for the best in comic book news, reviews, and opinions. We are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. Find more great podcasts at comicpodcast.com. And just so that you are aware, we post next week's topic on Tuesdays at our forum at aroundcomics.com. Uh, again, we'd like to thank Borders for sponsoring this episode. Uh, we are proud to help support the Hero Initiative. Hero creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who need emergency medical aid, financial support for essentials of life, and an avenue back into paying work. It's a chance for us to give back so- something to the people who have given us so Someone's much enjoyment. Well. 
For more information, visit www.heroinitiative.org or call 310-909-7809. I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. Hillary, Mike Norton, John Suntress, Tom, Mark at Dark Tower for hosting us as always. I got God up in heaven for giving us the power to do this show. Everyone have a fantastic week. We'll be back again on Thursday with another new episode when we're joined by Hillary once again. He talks about his breaking into comics, freelancing. Uh, Mike joins us somewhere. Mike chimes in. in. Mike chimes in. We talk about uh, My, life Mike's is keeping freelance. up the illusion. <laughs> freelance artist. Sorry, Mom. And, and an important life lesson about how not to feed bears. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you can't, talk about bears. Can't forget about that time. But in the meantime. In between times. We will be everywhere in and around Comics. If you would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the Contact Us section of our website. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time, and the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same, bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics. Around Comics is a Pipe Dream production. Copyright 2007. All rights reserved. Baby, love you one more time